0: A big part of my mission is to help others rediscover um, their what's u- uniquely their personal power and how to retrieve it from any places, spaces, or situations where it might have been, you know, given away, um, you know, consciously or unconsciously, or taken away, you know, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, and. Um, the human experience is, is we're all working on different lessons, but I think there there's like these core themes that we go through as beings and definitely feel like personal empowerment is one of them that anyone and everyone can relate to.
1: Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your healer-dealer, Diana Zalicki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. I am here with Marcella Kroll, who is a seer, artist, creator of many things, and also a podcast host of Saved by the Spell podcast. She is very well known for her hugely successful Oracle Deck, uh, Sacred Symbols, also Nature Nurture, which is my personal favorite to travel with. And I am just so excited, so grateful to have her on. She has been my link to all things magic as soon as I moved to LA. I literally would just run into her in Silver Lake, and that is kind of how the universe forced us to be friends, I say. But um really super grateful to have her here. She really has guided me with introducing me to different magical practices that I wasn't aware of, be it cutting cord cutting, past life regression, journeying. Like, really, she does it all. She is it all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you for having me.
1: I am, like, everybody in LA, like, knows, like... Everybody in L.A. knows Marcella,
0: I, I say. Know. Really? I don't oh, know. Oh, don't you think?
1: Oh, my God. You're you're like the Bob. I get a little um, <laughs> excited when I'm in a different city and I see somebody has your sacred symbols oracle deck. I'm like, she's my
0: friend. Do you like it? She's my friend. Um, but your oracle deck is now in its third edition, right? It's third edition. And yes, and in the second pressing of the third edition.
1: I love it. And I love how... I remember when you had shared when you created that, that you were literally, it happened really quickly. Mm -hmm. And you were really called to create that deck. Mm
0: -hmm. It was, um, well, and and not even intentional. I I had been called to, like, keep track of these, like, I kept seeing symbols and things in my mind's eye. But also when I was doing readings for people. And um, so I started creating a list. And then I went through some pretty like financial hardships and was homeless and i you know ended up making a deck of these cards and uh, you know under the kind of encouragement of a friend and you know again not planning on it not really taking it totally seriously but doing it and then um, again under the encouragement of a friend like you should really write some meanings you know and it just all came together in a few months and then um she actually found like a local publisher and we did a run a really small run of like a hundred and um I really thought they would just be dusty you know (laughs) like I'd be holding on to like maybe some friends would have some or give them away for you know holiday presents or birthday presents and I, I but I thought I would be sitting on them for a long time and that was in 2013 so now it's six years later three editions um Later, And, I mean, this is... I would say this is the 13th pressing. Wow. Like, total. You know, it's the second pressing of the third edition, but the 13th pressing total, which kind of blows my mind.
1: What I love about the deck, too, is I... Obviously, those of us that like to collect Oracle tarot decks, it's comes like a fun process just to see them like in a little library. But Mm -hmm. what I love with yours is I actually really use it the most out of all of them. I feel intuitively I'm able to connect with my own intuition easier with it. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. literally what I really appreciate, which I'm just realizing as I'm saying it, if anybody's been lucky enough to do a reading with you, the way that you connect with spirit and in their cards, it's very much a fluid conversation as if you have the phone connected to all your guides and spirits. And it's just like very matter of fact of da, 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 da. It's not like it. And it's very clear. And what I love about that, even if somebody is not doing a reading with you, when they're reading with your Oracle deck, it's kind of, a. at least for me personally, I get, I feel like I receive information in a similar way. It feels mm. like, it feels like your style, even though I'm doing it for myself. And so I really am grateful for that because I I just realized it's like, it's so clear to me. Like, I feel like it's probably one of the few decks I use that um, I like kind of go through the whole deck. It's like a conversation. It's like a story. And so it's like, I'll run through all the cards in the deck, but it's like forming the story for me of what Mm. Spirit's trying to connect with. And I don't have or know of any other deck that I feel that connection with oh I love that thank you for it's really powerful that. like it's it's interesting because even for friends when I've mm. d- pulled cards like I kind of just keep going whereas you know I think sometimes we get caught up in the rules versus what feels good totally. when you're even reading for yourself like oh just do this spread like this right it's like I mean it like gives me permission to go full out it's yeah. like, like each, each card is a different word in your story so um so those of you that are listening that don't have it you really should get her deck it's really powerful and anybody who is connected to their intuition who has worked with this deck it's really powerful and speaking of uh power Um, I've been lucky enough to see you perform um, different rituals during the Bell Book and Candle burlesque show. Mm. I've attended uh, many of your workshops in the past. And one thing that seems to be a common thread among them, regardless if we're releasing things, calling things in, connecting to our past lives, um, is a sense of personal power. Mm. And I really feel like you're showing up for people in different aspects Uh, as a mirror in in different aspects in their life to show them their personal power and how to call their personal power back. Has that been a theme that you feel has been motivating you in many of your work?
0: Well, I feel like that's a, a theme in my life, you know, um, my whole life. I mean, you know, uh, from being a kid to, you know, an, a teenager and then a young adult and now. I mean, it's, I, I just teach what I know. And, you know, usually a lot of times the things that I'm sharing, whether it's public ritual or performance, um, even the tools, creating tools it, it, it's all because of my own experience so yeah it's always a theme and giving that back is key. you know giving that back in a way is the only way that I get to keep evolving by hoarding it to myself doesn't really help it doesn't really um, assist in a way uh, you know unless I'm able to share that with others to help them and i think that's part of my purpose i think my mission you know a big part of my mission is to help others rediscover um their what's uniquely their personal power and how to retrieve it from any places spaces or situations where it might have been you know given away um you know consciously or unconsciously or taken away you know uh knowingly or unknowingly and um the human experience is, is we're all working on different lessons, but I think there there's like these core themes that we go through as beings and definitely feel like personal empowerment is one of them that anyone and everyone can relate to, whether you are two, five, thirty five. 85, 35, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like we all go through these experiences of trying to navigate what is ours, what is yours, but, and how do we do it together? Or how, how do we, you know, um, come from a place of whole centeredness and and feeling connected at the same time
1: I love that and I also love in this work that you're doing with your purpose that you hold space and give permission for people to be both strong and in rooted in their power and also vulnerable and open and out there and raw and I think sometimes society has made it as if you're vulnerable then you're not as powerful or there's kind of that pull back and forth and I really feel and I see it you give permission for both one cannot exist without the other
0: I, I hope so I hope so I grew up in um in an environment where to be vulnerable was to put yourself at risk you know, uh, it was dangerous to be vulnerable. So, you know, to be so, so much vulnerable that you can provide strength, like, I, I, I don't know, like, I just, yeah, I hope so. I hope I can hold that space for people. Sometimes it's a challenge, you know, the balance of, you know holding that space for people, but also letting other people know about your own vulnerability and, and sometimes you need someone else to be the container, you know, that, that can be a challenge too. So it's a balance, yeah. you know.
1: Do you feel, I, I would think that in the moments of vulnerability and when you're feeling it all, that I wonder if that's like the, because like next leveling up, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're opening yourself up for the next level mm-hmm. of personal power.
0: I think so. I mean, and, you know, I'm in recovery. And and one of the big things with recovery is like pain is the touchstone of growth. And it kind of can, you know, and I really subscribe to that, you know, because sometimes when you are in that moment where you're feeling something, you know, something has to change, you know, whether because the discomfort is too much, you know, and either you have to accept it, or you have to do something to change it. And there's no neither one of those ways are the right answer. Because it's all uh, indicative on what the situation is, and it's all particular to your current moment. So there's no one way, you know. But the big theme that I found a lot recently with people and moving forward is are you, you know, are you, let me, what's the words here? Um, are you kind of amending your behavior? or are you accepting your behavior are you battling up like to keep in line with the old way of doing things or are you going you know maybe i might shift my perspective and try a new approach you know i think we're all kind of in a very crucial time right now as beings as um, you know humanity in the world is evolving to to decide what are we staying with and what are we going towards, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time to be alive. I
1: definitely think that at least for me personally, I have to remind myself when the uncomfortable valleys of change are in front of me and you know, we see all these quotes, it's like the only ways through and all this and stuff, but it's like, Mm. I think, I mean, there's a reason why people don't change their ways. It's like fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. And it's one thing I really respect about you in the work you do and just as a friend is like you feel it all mm. and you walk hand in hand with that to the next to the next vault of information that is going to like empower yourself. At least that's what I see.
0: I, I don't know why I do it. <laughs>
1: I, I'm not saying you know, it's a
0: fun thing no, to do, no, but, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I, I also though, what it makes me go, why are you doing this again? Why don't you just like conform or accept? And I've never been able to live comfortably in uncomfortability and I know that like some people are they they kind of mask over it and gloss over it or they they power through and and I think you know yeah I power through in a sense but definitely I throw my tantrums I, I don't want to sit are in you it. human yeah <laughs> I forget I and mean, I think a lot of other people forget you know that's another thing like that you know and coming into boundaries and talking about you know what people's expectations of healers are and what you should be like. And then you kind of start to fall into this belief that like, oh, maybe, oh, I should be more resilient. I should be more this. And, you know, and you put, you know, and then you start to kind of bring that stuff towards yourself and you forget uh, that you are human or yeah. part alien or whatever the heck you are doing here. And, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting... Walk, You know, I, I've had three near-death experiences, and I think that it makes me half here sometimes and half not here. And, um, and not many people understand that scope of seeing things sometimes, and I don't think it makes me special. Um, it, it definitely makes life certainly challenging, but I also think it gives me a little bit, I kind of love it in a way because it also gives me, like, a little bit of a, golden ticket to go you just need to chill out like there's so much more out there you know there's so much more that we're not participating in that you know and every once in a while I get a glimpse and I I feel really fortunate to see that Mm I can't share it with everybody because it (laughs) freaks people out but um you know it's it's still something that makes um this whole like over saturated and overstimulating environment. Worthwhile sometimes.
1: Is there a certain realm that you feel most connected to at this moment? Mm.
0: Or I beings? No, I mean, I, I, no, I mean, I always feel like I have like eight channels on, you know, throughout the day, and it can be a lot. Like, I love, um, you know, there's so many different dimensions and beings and. I don't... It's it's interesting. I've been having a lot of dreams lately about this, like, alt-elemental universe. And that has felt really comforting for some reason. I see in these dreams, like... And I really think it's, like, another dimension or something that I'm seeing. Where there's, like, animals I've never seen or plant life I've never seen. And I don't know if it's in another galaxy or if it's just, like, another realm here. But... There's something about it that I like in the dreams, I look one way and I just see like my apartment like as it is, and then I look the other way and I see this like insane utopian view. and I don't I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm connecting to that right now, even though I don't know even know where that is, but it feels good.
1: <laughs> I love that now, in you know, we talked a little bit about boundaries, but I think is that something? With the work you do that you still struggle with sometimes? With well yeah.
0: Me. I mean it's definitely I'm it's it's boundaries are hard because you want to be there for people. And I often tell people like, I am so empathic, I have to like keep you away because it's not because I don't care even though you might assume it's like I'm cold or I'm not giving you time or I'm not giving you space, but it's actually because I care too much. And in the past, with uh, um, unhealthy boundaries or very fluid or not specific boundaries, um, I've gotten physically sick multiple times. Um, It affects my... um, Ability to take care of myself It Because I will very often More often than not Put other people before me I do it a lot And I do it so much That I have to say no To a lot Because saying yes to everything I won't be here And again I still don't know why Sometimes I Really want to preserve Myself Because the world can also be Very overwhelming um sorry if that sounds morbid, but it's like No, but it is. But um that desire to help and make sure everyone is okay before I am is very real. Um it's like uh but it also it it that can come from a selfish place too and it can come from a place of avoiding my own stuff. You know, let me help you, let me help you, let me help you and then let me be resentful because I'm actually not working on my own shit.
1: You know, so I I mean, that's got to be hard. I mean, I've I'm totally guilty of doing that Mm -hmm. where I've been in situations where you feel like you it's genuine, it's not in order to receive something, you see how you can help totally. And then if you're not taking time to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. that is when I find the feelings of resentment come Mm -hmm. up when I'm like, you know, or like, um, I think the other thing that can be hard about being an empath is you know there's an intuitive um side of knowing like exactly what people need mm-hmm. to feel good mm-hmm. and then sometimes i find and th- i'm just calling myself out on this I know I genuinely like know what people need to be comforted mm-hmm. but then I will get upset sometimes if it's not recipient I have to communicate that verbally
0: right you know right. like I need this right da, 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 da. well that's a huge thing too it's like with the over like the into hyper intuition and oversensitivity to things I often get so overwhelmed by things that I sometimes sensory wise I get so overwhelmed that I cannot articulate what I need in the moment and most people can't to it like and like know hey maybe I need to back off or hey I need to like maybe I need to ask this person if they need something because it's like it's not because I'm being quiet and like indignant about the situation it's just sometimes it's so overwhelming that it's like you go to I feel like a overheated like piece of electronics like it's just like system shutdown like how's that um, been for you living in LA? Well, when I first moved here 13 years ago, it was busy, but it wasn't as busy as it is today. So it was, at, it was a reprieve from living in New York and, um, I, you know, cause I was so overstimulated all the time and it's. It's interesting. I've had to change my life a lot in the last few years, particularly in the last year, about what I used to commute. For 10 years, I commuted from the east side to the west side in L.A. And um, I can't – I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, I'm overstimulated a lot. Recovery has helped me a lot. But, um, you know, it's a challenge. And I I often wonder about how, you know – I will continue to live here because it seems like the spaces are getting more encroached on and there's more and more busyness and more and more things, you know. But I know I can't be in isolation either because that's not the answer. I've tried that. <laughs> I ran away to 18 acres of land in New Mexico and then I went batshit crazy, like, you know, like because it was too isolated. So, you know. It's hard, it's a challenge, and I have to spend a lot of time alone, which also gets misunderstood by people sometimes. Um, you know, For me, being alone is how I recharge. You know, And it's not because I don't want to see people, but it's literally like, if I can't recharge my batteries, it's just like your phone. If you don't recharge your phone, you're not doing anything.
1: Well, speaking of phone, so let's say you're having your time to fill your cup up, re- mm-hmm. recharge, And I've talked about this with a few other friends, but, like, you're still connected to your phone. Sure. How does that feel with you being, you know, let's say you're having your alone time. Right. But then you have your phone where you're still connected to everybody. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you feel the... um, The overwhelm just from, you know, like social media, for example?
0: Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I feel the overwhelm, just the phone presence, you know, it's like haunting. So what I do now is because I can even feel if my phone is on and I forget to put it off or in airplane mode when I go to sleep, if someone emails me, even if the sound is off, I wake up because I can feel like it's like someone being like, hey, hey, are you up? Oh,
1: actually, I know that about you. So I purposely, um, if I want to email about something... Mm -hmm or to uh, like wait like uh to what i feel like is like business uh, hours, business hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because i know even some people may not realize it like oh, I'm just going to shoot this email off at this time. Like, I know, like, it pings you. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to send it, you know, when the weekend is done or when, you know, it's like, it feels like office hour time.
0: Yeah, I have to, like, set limits with phone and social media and stuff like that. And particularly, like, with social media, like, I have to have people. I'm like, I will. I've gotten to the point where. I just won't answer things, you know, and I'm not trying to be rude, but it's just like, I can't engage, like I can't engage. Um, I, I, I have lots of posts and things and have it posted in my bios and descriptions. It's like, if it's work related, email me, like if it's a session related book, a session, you know, like, um, and, and if, if there are messages or things coming in that, you know, aren't kind of respecting the space, um, you know, sometimes I'll respond, um, you know, and sometimes I'll say, you know, it's not, that's not an appropriate question for this, but if you want to book a session, fine. Or, you know, um, I have to set these rules. I tried, I have tried many different ways of doing it. And I think the thing people forget sometimes is that, you know, like for me, especially I'm one person, I don't have an employee, I don't have an intern. And I live in Los Angeles where the overhead is high (laughs) and I can't like pay someone to do all this stuff for me or, you know, I don't have all this extracurricular time. Um, So I have to set these boundaries in place. I often tell people, do you want... A good reading or do you want a reading right now you know and like that often kind of resets the clock a little bit about like our time and our space because I of course I want to hold space for you and of course I want to do things but I need you to meet me halfway like I need you to figure out your Skype before we spend Uh, 30 minutes of your hour appointment figuring out your tech stuff and then i'm fucking annoyed and frustrated because i've just had to be admin and now you want me to jump into psychic work it just um there are lots of things in place that are meant you know to help um but i i need you to help me out too you know, in for that exchange, and I know somebody like, well, I'm paying you, and it's like, well, you're not paying me to be your technician, your, you know, or your mom. You're paying me to be your spiritual advisor and hold space for you to have your understanding of what your mission is and what you're working on. So,
1: is there anything with all because you are so skilled at so many different. I just keep getting the word like chapters of people's spirituality mm. and magic work. Is there any one of those specifically that you feel super passionate about in working with clients? Mm. Like, do you get more excited about doing like a past life regression versus a, a reading with your cards, or? Um... Uh,
0: no, I mean, I I have to say I love when I'm assisting people like really like in empowering themselves whether it's through their work their business their connections um I'm all here for breaking down barriers and for kind of these like situational things where finding people's purpose and believing in themselves you know yeah I can do like these readings on like you know, like love readings and things like that. But like, uh, it, it, you know, and and that's fun. But it's not it's not like, I don't have a specific favorite. I love teaching. Um, And also your artwork, I
1: feel you're healing people just through your art that you're creating.
0: I hope so. I, I love making things. I mean, art was my first, like, profession you know and a lot of people don't know that about me that my 20s I did a residency where I live and worked as an artist at a nonprofit, and I did PR stuff there and I worked in the cafe there and I did all these things and performed like every week and um I made a living as an illustrator and a screen printer, and I have artwork in a museum. You know, it's like, but um, moving to Los Angeles brought the psychic work forward. Whereas before, you know, I was living in Rhode Island and living in New York, the psychic work was in the back, it was my private thing, and moving to the west coast it really brought the psychic work as my public thing and the art as secondary so making cards and tools and things has definitely been a way for me to find my way back to creating art but like I would you know I love painting I love performing um I, I've seen your rituals, performances, and they're really powerful.
1: Thanks. <laughs> and they're beautiful. Thank it's like you. performance art and real magic
0: happening. It's, That's what I wanted, It's you know? really
1: powerful. Thank like I've you. been to maybe three or four of them mm-hmm. now, and they're, like, really inspiring. They're mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah. And Thank you. And what I love is you're both... Uh, Doing what I would call a performance art piece, mm-hmm. as well as doing like serious magic. Yeah, in I a want way that's it to be beautiful and entertaining and delightful. Mm. Um, what's something? What's your like greatest desire right now? Like, mm. what are you yearning for more than anything right now?
0: Home, <laughs> home. I want to be home, <laughs> wherever that is. I want to be home. I want to feel like I belong at home. Um, whether it's like, you know, secure, I know it sounds so basic need stuff, but I just, I want some security. I want to feel like stabilized long enough in a place, not necessarily geographically, but just like, or physical location, but just like, uh, where I can put roots and expand on what I'm doing because I've felt I felt for most of my life it's been like moving the energies to this place, to that place, to wherever the healing needs to be. But, like, it's hard to expand when you're always moving. It's hard to expand when you're always having to go through these um, places without a stable container. And I really want to know where I'm supposed to be, you know, um you know, so sometimes it's like, is it LA? Is it, you know, New Mexico? Is it going back to Rhode Island? You know, like what, where am I supposed to be? And maybe it's out of the country. I don't even know at this point. I I used to think like, oh, it's gotta be this place. It's gotta be that place. And it might even just be staying here. Um, but I need to feel uh, my most desired thing right now is to feel home. Because I've never felt home my entire life. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's just a thing that humans feel or if it's like, you know, if it's something. Well, I think we
1: all want to, when I hear that, I I very much associate that with um, the comforts of what you said, like being able to feel rooted Mm -hmm. and be seen Mm -hmm. and just loved and cared for by not doing anything. Mm. like had not having that because you know not having to like take action in order to like earn anything you know like mm. your sense of home of like
0: mm.
1: it doesn't matter what happens around
0: you mm-hmm. this
1: is your anchor
0: right Well, also when I feel stability, I mean in a very, like, you know, physical world sense, like when I feel like my home is secure, I feel like I'm making enough money. I I feel and my relationships are like good. I feel inspired. I know there are people out there that get inspired by turmoil. Um, and I used to when I was in my 20s, I would be inspired to create because based on my pain and by on my my suffering. But now it's different. I, I don't I'm not inspired by suffering anymore. I'm inspired when I feel like in the flow and I'm, you know, and I I can offer more. I can offer more when my cup is full. And I find that, um, that's important to me right now. That feels real, like, like it's the thing I want, (laughs) you know?
1: Have you found that over the years, um, in realizing your own form of self-care and taking care of yourself that you've had to make, um, You know, at least this is something for me personally, so I'm just using myself as an example, um, is, you
0: know, having to cut out relationships. That's the only way they're going to stop abusing you with words or... Totally.
1: And I also think um, you've talked about this a lot in your work you've done, too, is um, like psychic, like, attacks. Mm -hmm. And
0: people don't even Mm -hmm. realize that they're doing it. No, they don't. you can feel it. Well, their thoughts, you know, people don't realize that psychic attack is not just I'm going to do witchcraft, black magic on you, whatever you think, like, it's not just control and manipulation magic, it's psychic attack is gossip, psychic attack is, you know, um, uh, Thinking repetitive negative thoughts about someone, or talk like again gossip, talking smack about people, character defamation. You know, without even you know, all based out of you know whether your fear. I think a lot of times that stuff comes from fear. You know, and it's 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 even like under even if people are like it's jealousy. What's under the jealousy? It's fear. You're afraid that I've got something that you want or that you believe you deserve, and you're not feeling good. You're feeling fear. It's the root, you know? So if you're not feeling love, you're feeling fear. Now, it doesn't mean you have to like everyone, but is the energy you're putting into talking about others or mulling over a situation in your mind, is it getting you anywhere? Is it getting you further by knocking that person down with your thoughts? You know,
1: I definitely Um, think for myself when I mean, we're all human and we all have those feelings. mm -hmm. I think for myself, like I always try to I try my best to spin it for myself in those moments of like, what is this information trying to tell me? Like, what is what is actually like, what is this really about? Right. And then seeing in a big picture way how i feel this for many people at least for myself how that can feel like connected to like a string of triggers for whatever our childhood is Mm -hmm. whatever things we're working out and totally to speak about boundaries and relationships it's like i totally agree with the having to cut people out completely cold turkey sometimes Mm -hmm. because I'm very much somebody that wants to like talk it out. Mm -hmm. Let's have the uncomfortable conversation. We'll find a resolution. Right. And there's been definitely a few relationships, um, both friendships and romantically, that I've had to just cut somebody out because I try to have the conversation. And as soon as I realize they're not conscious in Mm -hmm. our conversation, it's just a waste of
0: energy Mm. well sometimes also when we're trying to do these conversations like we have to look at the root of why we're doing the conversation we are we doing it because we just want to be heard and you know and like it's fine but you also like we have to accept that the other person has their point as well and you know and sometimes the conversations are futile because they don't go anywhere Absolutely. you know so uh, you know yes conversations i'm not dismissing it i'm not dismissing discussion because discussion and connection are are key but it also depends on like how much do you care about Absolutely. the relationship but is it worth that energy well yeah i mean is it also like you know if it's something there are always ways you know it's like just Again, root stuff. Coming back to the root. What is this pulling up for me? What am I looking at? How do I amend my own behavior? Or how do I express this to this person? And if they can't respect that, then I make a decision. You know, and that there's room sometimes for that in relationships, but then sometimes there's not. If you have someone who's not interested in hearing your thoughts, if you have someone who's not interested in growing, if you have someone who's interested in not letting go of their victimhood, um, yeah.
1: I have a, i am I'm gonna hop topics, hop, sure. hop, 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 hot, hop. <laughs> um, two things that just came to me I wanted to ask you. What has been the most delightful, inspiring experience you've had with your connection with spirit or something, a vision you've seen, like what has made you with, regardless of what happens as like human Marcella here in this experience, what is something that as experienced as you are and seeing all these things in other worlds, like has blown your mind with delight that you've experienced?
0: Hmm. Or even
1: not blowing your mind with delight. That maybe feels like pressure, but, like, just, like, you were like, holy shit. <laughs>
0: um, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, there's just, like, being, being seen, feeling connection. Feeling connection. I, it's, like, I, like, the dreams that I've been having, like, those are great. I mean, like, those are pretty special. Um, I remember you had shared, I
1: think this was a while back, but, that you had seen an angel, and it was both beautiful and also terrifying.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, that that was a very gnarly time in my life. Um, yeah. I tried to drive my car into a tree. I mean, it was like, it was, uh, I don't know if that was, I mean, it, these are powerful experiences, but they're, none of them, I would say, were delightful. You know, they were more like, holy crap, the world and the universe and all of the magic in it. It was awe inspiring. Um, and this feeling of connectedness that I've never felt before, but, um, you know, delightful to me is like when a hummingbird flies in front of my face and is staring at me, or, um, when I had like, crazy green turquoise hair and butterflies would land on my head because I think they thought I was a flower and it would scare the shit out of me because I I could hear it you know (laughs) like I'd hear those like and I'm like ah I love it you know like things like that are delightful or I see something that you know maybe other people don't see or even those moments of like telepathy with other people where you just look and you know what each other's thinking and
1: do you that's think, do we, you think people in, in general like discount their connection with spirit from those things of being seen mm. like just those little everyday things like
0: you said the hummingbird like i feel like we are receiving messages all the time it's just i think people are so most people miss him you know um and because we're trained to kind of be disconnected, you know, it's like consumerism is training you to be disconnected when, you know, and I, I think, but there are people that notice them, but I, I also, I'm hyper aware. And I had a friend once tell me like, Marcella, not everything means something. And I was like, if not everything means something, it means nothing at all. Like I got so depressed and cause to me, everything means something, everything. Everything, 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 everything. I mean, but that's how I read. That's how I intuit the world. That's how I navigate the world is because everything is talking back to us, whether it's um, a living, breathing thing or an inanimate object. Everything holds energy. Everything is a reflection of some sort. Doesn't necessarily mean it's reflecting where you're at in this moment, It, but it's definitely reflecting something you need to see.
1: I love that. I love that too, because um, I consider myself an intuitive person, but sometimes I have been called out by other friends, like, that I read into everything too much. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like there's literally signs and messages, like, literally all around us. Mm-hmm. And just, I, for me, what I personally find delightful with receiving messages is with animals. Mm-hmm. Like, even my cats that I have, you know, obviously domestic cats, like, they can tell if I'm getting all worked up about something mm-hmm. that's, like, not that big of a deal in the long term. Mm-hmm. And they literally will come up and, like, paw me to, like, be like, Come like like woo like yeah. you need to chill out or yeah. um i i love that with hummingbird and i love you sharing that too because i think just even looking back and like what i had asked you and i brought up a previous powerful experience it really roots back to that how we're all connected and that it can be as simple as some of the most magical, powerful, delightful experiences are the most simple. Mm-hmm. It is the natural world. Mm-hmm. There is connection in everything and everyone. Yeah. And, um, I just really, really love that you shared that Babes. because that alone, like just called me. Cause you know, I'm asking you, right. I know you're this powerful person who is so tapped into everything. And then I'm, you know, putting the spotlight, like wanting, like what's the big thing. And it's like, Actually this is the big thing. Right. This hummingbird in front of me is the big thing. Right. So well, the the other I love that.
0: Thank you. I mean the other thing too is like I just want to emphasize is that we also are also connected to our intuition, whether we use it or not. But I also find that in in relating to boundaries and intuition and sharing information, I think it's really important to express that people need to be conscious of what they're sharing with people too, because you might intuitively get something for someone, but that person might not be ready to hear it. And it can set off a chain of events. You know, that's why I, I don't like also offering information just randomly and why people, I like suggest booking an appointment because then you're wanting to receive the information. And I also say anyone in session with me, you're not going to hear anything you're not ready to hear versus if you're stopping me in line or you're DMing me, like you might not get like an answer you're ready for or you might not you know if you're inclined to tell people oh my god i had a dream about you maybe tune in and check in with yourself first and say is this person ready to receive or maybe ask them like hey kind of had a dream um just a little thinking about you like is it okay to share maybe check in with people first ask them
1: well i've definitely for myself i definitely have held back more recently in the last year or so just because i would get messages for people Mm -hmm. and have to say like you know it's not my business they're not asking just because i totally you know that's been a big thing even even though in my own head and heart i'm thinking right i have nothing but love for sure and i think that's it's a very interesting and i don't even want to say fine line but i think it's an interesting constant personal evolution and education for yourself and others it's like perspective and Mm -hmm. you know everybody's showing up with different perspectives based upon what they grew up with and what they're experiencing now and where they are emotionally and I just constantly have to remind myself um you know in those moments both because when somebody I don't know that well like it gives me Downloaded information sure. or whatever, and I don't know them that well. Right. I almost want to tell them to fuck off, yeah, because I'm like I have my crew of people that I that are my secret, not secret, my my personal counsel of intuitives that I'll go to, and mm-hmm. I feel very like protective over that. Mm-hmm. So if somebody were to just come out of the blue, And right. do that, so it, it's it's a good re-
0: reminder. Um, it's 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 also it's just like it's a it's just precautionary, you know. You don't you're it's like inviting in. It's just. I don't know. I've received some sometimes disturbing messages from people about dreams they've had and then it and and I've had to say like, "Hey, that is not cool." Like uh, even if you're trying to warn me about something, pray for my well-being instead of like Creating a story that you're seeing in your dream, like, or, you know, there's just different ways because then I can't get it out of my head, you know, and the whole thing with doing readings and, and whatnot is, like, for me is really try to leave people better than the way you found them, you know, it doesn't mean you fix their problem, it doesn't mean you make everything all right and you change, you know, but you try to leave them better than you found them, so...
1: I love that. And I definitely can see um, just in my experience with you, like one of the very first sessions I ever did with you was a past life reading, Mm -hmm. and I had never done that before. And I remember my own ego after I was done I felt almost like oh okay like I had this experience mm-hmm. and really like going back to like you're hearing what you are ready to receive. Right. Because I will never forget that. It was right when, um, so really quick uh, story for our listeners. When I first moved to LA I went to a kundalini yoga class. One of Marcella's good friends was teaching it. It was the last time they were having the class. He had mentioned that she was doing a workshop. I went to that workshop and met Marcella and that's how like everything um, started but I did a past life reading with her and the information she gave that I experienced she guided me through was very sweet and lovely and then it wasn't till five months later that I was in Alaska and I remember I'll never forget it the past life that I had that I did with Marcella I had experienced I was you know I just remember my ego was like not satisfied. I was like okay I'm in this life with these two women and it's a stream okay woo woo and then I'm in Alaska and I remember bawling because the two women I met in Alaska I didn't know I realized were my family in that past life Mm. and it was like the connection of the dots and like how it set it up for me and so I think sometimes people need a reminder too like you know when you're getting any kind of reading it's like you may not be able to connect the dots immediately. Right. And yeah. it's not the, you know, your responsibility yeah. to have to make you understand that.
0: Right. Well, I often tell people, I'm not here, here to prove it to you, you know, and this might not make, a lot of times in readings too, I'll be getting information, and I'll be like, I'm this might not make sense, but just file it for later, you know, and um, and you know that's what it is and then sometimes the information is like very in the moment a lot of times it is because it's what you're dealing with but some of the stuff that might not make sense you know it does make sense down the line but you know and feel like how do you know how do you do it and I'm like I don't know I don't know how I do it how do you breathe like Like it's
1: like I think it's very much in alignment with your reading style yeah I, I I I love it um Is there anything coming up or something right now that is, like, lighting you up that you're excited
0: about? Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. Like like I mentioned, the, the second pressing of the third edition. So that's coming out. And then of my Sacred Symbols Oracle cards, I have some travel coming up. I'm going to be doing a class in Denver and some readings there. And then – and I'm hoping to do a little tour in the fall with some of my classes. Like, I really want to do some more class series, expanding on, you know, um, this one idea that came to me this last year was – like. Calling Back the Bones, which is like a three-part kind of reclaiming, remembering, and rewriting your story. And I've taught it once. I taught it at the end of um, 2018, and I would like to teach it again um, in 2019 in Los Angeles and maybe in a couple other places. Um, I do have another project that I am currently in development with, and I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about it because I... You know, I just want to birth it and then give it to you guys, and just know that in the fall I have something
1: <clears throat>
0: that I've been working on, and it, it'll be released in the fall. And I'm, I don't want to share any more than that. I'm sorry. Oh totally,
1: <laughs> but call, it's calling the
0: workshops, calling back your bones, right? Calling back the bones the is bones. the name of the workshop. Yes, and then I have a new tool thing coming out. I'll just say leave it at that, and I'm really happy to be bringing something to life that's very much me (laughs) oh my gosh I love it so
1: oh well thank you so much Marcella I'm like so grateful um I just want to take a second to honor you for how you show up how you show up for other people how you're constantly in like revolutionary love and your rebirth of yourself constantly it's like very inspiring and I am very inspired by you and I really do have a deep well of gratitude for you because I really feel you were like my guide when i first moved here and there's things you said that led me to so many wonderful experiences and people here that um have been very important to me
0: Um, thank you and
1: i i just i love you i just want to squish you even though i respect your boundaries i just want to squish you in (laughs) in my nook and my arm and just be like "Mm," but respect boundaries yes (laughs)
0: oh well thank you diana and i i'm Really, I just um, I'm very grateful for you too, and uh, in awe of your fearlessness, and and really inspired by your ability to, you know, that Aries pioneering spirit to like get a vision and go with it. Oh, it's thank really, you. it means a lot. So. Oh, let's cry. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to hug you from afar. I know,
1: I totally will. Receive.
0: <laughs> I'm not a hugger, you guys. I, I know I'm sorry. she's not. That's why I say it. And it's very
1: <laughs> funny because if you know me, I'm very touchy feely. I love hugging and snuggles. And so it's um, it's a very funny thing. I always joke whenever I see Marcella because I just want to love up on her. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just like, it's a side hug. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much, Marcella. Thank you. I will put in the show notes connections uh, how you can stay Stay in touch with Marcella and get on an email list so you can be in the know for upcoming workshops and all the amazing, exciting new products she has coming out and experiences. Um, So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Take care.
1: That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review, let me know what you loved about it, and pass along to your family and friends. Thank you so much for being here. Hope to see you next time. Cheers.